baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, George, at this point, about two weeks out, who do you think has the upper hand in that election? You know, first of all, let me say I thought uh, Ken Cooley is certainly a, 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 the resident expert here on politics in Western New York. He did a great job. Um, I'd have to say, and I think Ken said this too, I'd have to give the edge right now, uh, I think a significant edge, by the way, to uh, Carl Palladino. Um, you know, this is going to be a low voter turnout. It's a summertime, you know, August 23rd. Primaries, elections are not held in August, particularly late August. It's going to be hot outside. People are on vacation. They're going to parks. They're going to, to amusement parks with their grandkids, kids. Uh, it's going to be a low voter turnout. The base of the base of the base turns out. And in the Republican Party, the base of the base of the base, particularly in that geographic area, uh, is heavily favored to, to Carl Palladino, I think. George, if you were advising Nick Langworthy with two weeks out, what would you say he needs to do um, to, to change what you just said? First of all, I think a huge mistake he made was not resigning as state GOP chair. Uh, that's just you cannot run. You cannot run for a Congress uh, and 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 remain as as a as a party leader, not just a party, but a state party leader. It's just it's just impossible. I think you know. I mean, he do mea culpa now, resign as state party chairman. Um, you know, I think that. Could be, and, 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 and I have to tell you, I think that would be a Hail Mary pass at this point. But, George, so say, you know, August 23rd rolls around, Carl Paladino wins, Nick Lingworthy's out of the race. Is, is he still going to have issues holding that GOP chairman position? No question about it. Uh, he's going to be a conservative candidate on the ballot running against an essentially an endorsed Republican candidate. How can you do that? You know, I, I believe. You know, uh, first of all, I believe that the real party leader is at least the chronic in, in New York State. And 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 I got to believe that that Lee Zeldin, I have no inside knowledge of this, but I got to believe that Lee Zeldin and the other statewide candidates got to be pretty upset at the fact that the state party chairman, whose job it is to get them elected, to help them raise money, to help them with messaging, is out instead, you know, running for, for a congressional seat on his own. It just it can't do it. And, and the reason Langworthy is doing it, look, there's no question the reason Langworthy is doing it. It's it's just uh, and, and I'm going to be very direct here, Joe. It's just a sense of entitlement. It's a sense of greed. He makes a lot of money, uh, not just in salary as a Republican Party chairman, but through independent contracts that he has. You know, somebody wants to run for office on a Republican Party line in New York State. You know, they go see Nick Langworthy. He immediately tells them, you know, what polling firm they have to use, what robocall firm they have to use, what mail firm they have to use. And of course, Nick is getting 
uh, a percentage of all of that, or his spouse is getting a percentage of all of that. And, you know, that's what's wrong with the Republican Party today. They're not choosing good candidates. They're choosing candidates that can basically afford all of those things. You know, I want to go back, and I think this is something you and I talked about. When Nick Lingworthy uh, decided to run for Congress, uh, you think he was surprised that Carl Paladino also threw his hat in? I think so. I think so. I think he thought he had a personal relationship with Carl. I thought he thought that he could talk Carl out of it. Uh, there's nobody going to talk Carl out of anything, you know. And, and I think right now, you, you know, some of these negative Carl ads that you're seeing on television that that probably two percent of the voters in the Southern Tier are actually viewing. But I, I got to tell you, know, I talked to somebody in the Southern Tier, a good Republican, the other day, and and they were sort of undecided. They saw those negative Carl Paladino ads, and it convinced them to vote for Carl Paladino. And and this is their reasoning, Joe. They said, you know what, you've got these Washington, whatever the sponsor was, you know, some good name group, you know, from Washington, D.C. They said, if Carl is ticking off, if Carl is ticking off people in Washington, that's a good thing. You know, I'm voting for him. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's another thing. And Ken Curley put this in his uh, in his blog about, um, you know, Nick Lingworthy is viewed as establishment Republican. George, you know, the Republican Party in 2022. Is there a place in the Republican Party for the, quote, establishment Republicans? You know, I think there is. Look, politics, one of the things I learned in politics over 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 50 years is that, it, it, you know, it's a pendulum and pendulum swing. You know, right now that pendulum is, you know, there was an anti-establishment, you know, in, in, in the in the late 70s and early 80s. It was called Ronald Reagan. You know, that was the, Ronald Reagan was the anti-establishment uh, re- Republican back then, you know, and and, you know, the pendulum swung and Ronald Reagan became like the establishment Republican, you know. You know, right now, Donald Trump is the, uh, you know, Donald Trump is, is the anti-establishment candidate and uh, candidates all over the country. We saw are doing very well with Trump's uh, support and endorsement. And, you know, I think it's going to swing back. Uh, you know, I, I do. Now, the, the, the winner of the primary will face off against Max Delapia, who may or may not be in Congress, uh, depending on the results of that special election in the old uh, New York 23. Uh, do you think whoever wins this primary is going to be the congressman from NY23? I think so. You know, look, it's a heavily Republican district. Um, you know, uh, Carl is, is a pretty outspoken individual. And, uh, you know, I, I have to say this, and I think Ken Cruz said this also. Uh, you know, if Nick Langworthy were running Carl's campaign right now, Nick Langworthy would be advising Carl to do exactly what he's doing. You know, go down, meet and greet with people down there, talk to groups that, that you know are friendly to you. Stay away from the Buffalo News. Stay away from the media. You know, um, and and that's what Carl's doing. And I think that's what he's going to do probably right through the general election and and will win. Now, you mentioned, you know, Nick Langworthy on the on the ballot in November for the conservative party. Um, if, if and I know I already asked you about his GOP chairman, but if he loses in August and again, the, the primary is two weeks away, anything can happen. Uh, but if he does lose to Carl Paladino, do you think, I mean, this has gotten very, uh, I, I use the word toxic, uh, back and forth with these uh, campaign ads. Do you think Nick will campaign for Carl? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be desperate to hang on to his, uh, his uh, uh, state party leadership position because it's, it's so financially rewarding for him. Um, um, you know, but I think Carl is going to partner with at least the frantic and, and I think hope, 
hopefully uh, try to change the leadership of the Republican Party more in in their liking, uh, maybe even more so than in my liking. But I think that but I think the real leader is going to be is going to be Carl Palladino and Lisa Vranek to you know partnering together. I think there's going to be some. Uh, blowback from the statewide candidates who are saying, you know, how, you know, that they were abandoned by the state Republican Party leadership. Um, and I think there's going to be some county chairmen that are going to be pretty upset about it, too. Probably more downstate county chairmen, uh, maybe maybe mid-state county chairmen than there are, uh, than it will be from western New York. George, you mentioned uh, Lee Zeldin's state candidates and the gubernatorial race, um, obviously also in November. Um, you know, Kathy Hochul's poll numbers right now looking pretty good. I'll ask you again, if you were advising Lee Zeldin, uh, what would you change right now going into these final 90 days? You know, I, I think he has to uh, I think he has to do something very dramatic. Some Hail Mary passes. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it look. Any Lee Zeldin is an excellent candidate, by the way. I served with him in the New York State Senate. He's a good man. He's a veteran. Uh, he's, you know, from Long Island. Uh, but uh, New York is a very difficult state uh, statewide for a Republican candidate. Um, you know, I would advise him to keep up on the, on, on the issue of crime, inflation. It's going to be a Republican wave year, I think, nationally with, with inflation. Um, I would uh, advise him not to hide from you know, some of the major issues that are out there. Look, at Lee Zeldin is, 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 is pro-life. He shouldn't be ashamed of that. Uh, he should talk about that. And, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But, I do, Kathy, but I do, do think Kathy Hochul's in a very good position. Uh, you know, uh, she's, she's, a, she's a nice person. But, you know, you look at these, and Ken Curley brought up the, the, the financing. Right now, Kathy Hochul has close to $12 million dollars. Uh, Lee Zeldin has one and a half million. How did the Republicans change the fundraising uh, throughout New York State? I mean, it is so, you know, it, it is so lopsided in favor of Democrats when it comes to fundraising. What, in your opinion, do Republicans need to do about that? You know, uh, 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 money goes where, where, you know, the majorities are, the Democrats are. Uh, you know, it, it's exceedingly. You think about. It, you just said that Lee Zeldin had. You said 1.5 million. Tim Kennedy, a state senator from one district in Buffalo, has more money in his in his campaign coffers than than the candidate for governor of the state of New York on the Republican Party line. It's going to be very difficult. The, the financial challenge is very difficult. That's why you need a state chairman whose whose main mission is out there raising money, uh, not some some quixotic run for foolish run for for a congressional seat you know that's that's the job of the, of, the, of the party leader he should be contacting uh very high-end donors you know it's not impossible uh last year uh, on the ballot there were some extremely anti-republican initiatives on, on statewide referendum ballots and and the republican and the conservative party uh, went out there and they got uh, a, a very wealthy individual who who was not happy with the direction the state of new york was going ron louder from uh the cosmetic firm there and and he put uh two million dollars into a into a fund to stop those uh ballot initiatives and it worked and that's what nick langworthy should be doing he should be going out there getting raising money for lee zeldin raising money for the other statewide candidates um at least for the attorney general candidate and a candidate for state controller to be respectable uh, to have a respectable finish so that they can help lee zeldin now also going on in November, George, uh, State Senate, and as we know, those districts uh, have changed. We, we, we did a whole hour on that a few weeks ago. Uh, Sean Ryan and Ed Rath, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this, uh, this election? Uh, they're both friends of mine, and they're both good people. 
But uh, oh, I, I hope Sean Ryan's not listening to your show this morning. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a Republican, and I served with Mary Lou Rath, and and I've known Ed Rath since he was a a, a young boy, and and uh, I like Ed Rath. Now, but these are two two guys that are currently serving in the Senate, so there will be someone in the New York Senate serving right now who will be out of a job. Uh, one incumbent will be out of a job. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. You know, the lines were drawn, but but I think I think it looks good for the Republicans because I think they're going to pick up seats on Long Island. The Republican Senate, I'm talking about, they're going to pick up seats on Long Island because the, the lines were drawn uh, very favorable to them on Long Island. Uh, they they you know they've got. Look, Republicans are not going to be in the majority. They're never going to be in the majority in New York State. I never thought I would hear myself say that. But the Republican Senate, I served there for 20 years, uh, always in the majority. And, uh, you know, now now there are 20 out of 63, uh, uh, 20 Republicans out of uh, the 63-member body. You know, they could pick up three seats, maybe three seats. Um, I mean, if, if the stars were aligned just right, they might pick up five. But that gets you 25 out of 63. You know, you're still way, way behind the eight ball. And, uh, you know, when I was first elected, I think we had 38 Republican senators out of 60, 63 at that time. And, you know, just that's never going to happen again in New York. You know, George, I, I think I, I think I've asked you this question two or three times in the past, but everyone points back, you know, when you're talking about Republican elections, everyone points back to um uh, George Pataki, right, and his yes, his yes. defeating Mario Mario Cuomo. Are we ever going to have something like that again for New York State Republicans? Yes, you will. You know why? Because because uh, you look at states that are that are heavily Democratic, heavily progressive, heavily leftist. States like Vermont, Massachusetts, both of whom have Republican governors uh, because they had the right message, they had the right financial resources to run. And uh, uh, you've got two Republican governors. Now, the problem is, in reality, Joe, it's very difficult for a Republican governor in a state like Vermont or Massachusetts to get anything done because you have such heavily uh, weighted uh, Democratic legislators. Uh, but uh, it, it's, it's not impossible. It will happen in New York. You will get a Republican governor uh, elected in, in New York, uh, but you've got to have a, a, a Republican Party that's activated. You know, one of the things... I think that 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 Nick Langworthy failed upon and, and even his predecessor failed upon is registrations in New York. I mean, right now there's there's over three million more Democrats than there are, than there are Republicans in New York. There are actually more people unaffiliated. I mean, blank people that are affiliated blank, no political party than there are Republicans in the state of New York. That's you can't win elections that way. I mean, the, the the pitch of the Republican Party over the last decade should have been registration, going after particularly uh, uh, Latino voters, Hispanic voters. They tend to be a little bit more on the conservative side. They're Catholics. They're they're not they're not progressive left wing crazies. You know, um, that's what I would have done. I want to go back to that August primary real quick, George. You know, as you mentioned, it's it's uh, later than usual. It's the second primary of the summer. Do you think we're going to see one of the lowest turnout primaries in August? Absolutely, one of the one of the lowest, and that's why you're seeing these these uh, Washington sponsored negative uh, Paladino ads is because they they're trying to. Uh, I'm going to tell you, regardless of what. You know, some of the other polling things are saying, I think internally, Nick Langworthy's polls are showing him way behind. And that's why they're pouring on the negatives about Carl Palladino, uh, because, <laughs> number one, they're trying to juice turnout to get more people out to vote and thinking, 
you know, negative about Carl. Now, it didn't happen this time, and we're going to end on this note, George, because, you know, a few weeks ago, Chris Cuomo came back. He's going to have a show in September, and people in New York are asking, well, what about Andrew Cuomo, former governor, uh, resigned? That's why Kathy Hochul is now the governor. Do you think uh, we are close to seeing the return of Andrew Cuomo in some form in politics in New York State? Yes, I do. I do. I think he's got, uh, he's got a lot of money in his campaign account. He is uh, he's already uh, donating uh, to some particular assembly Democratic members. I think he's going to start, uh, you know, uh, moving around New York a lot more. And I think you are going to see him back somewhere. George Maziar is always good uh, catching up with you. And I have a, always good to talk to you. I have a feeling we'll be talking uh, after this NY23 primary again. I hope so. I hope so. Thanks, George. Have a good one. All right, Joe. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.